Driving a truck or bus is a very demanding job. It can keep you on the road for long periods and at night, which can affect your sleep quality. Sleep loss or fatigue can cause symptoms similar to impaired driving. Get enough sleep before you drive. Be aware of signs of fatigue, such as frequent yawning, heavy eyes, or blurred vision. Don't keep on trucking when you're tired. Take a break. Don't drive drowsy. For information, visit FLHSMV.gov. Brought to you by the Florida Highway Patrol, Office of Commercial Vehicle Enforcement. All right, welcome back to the Fred McNair program here on 91.7 WPRL and WPRL.org. The Braves Sports Radio Network, WMISWTYJ Fayette Natchez. And on Facebook Live, I'm Charles Edmond. Glad you can join us. We're joined by Braves head football coach Fred McNair. Coach, uh, tough, 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 tough. Long, 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 long. Tough and long night, Saturday night. Three-hour, 21-minute lightning delay Long delay, long game. It was after midnight by the time we were done, and uh, a tough way to lose the season opener. Yeah, you, you said it uh, tough and long. It was long and tough. <laughs> you know, we don't put the long part first. You know, the weather delay uh, with the light and everything, and I thought that um, the athletic director came came together with the athletic director uh, during the course of that time and, and kind of came up with a plan of what we need to do in terms of how we was going to wait for the lightning delay. And um, even if that, whether we're going to have to get back together at another time to um, to see if we could play it or not uh, during the course of that night, I thought Mr. Mr. Dito did an outstanding job of communicating with both sides and, and making sure the the officials was, was notified about what was going on during the term of that delay charge. Um, but, you know, that's something that we've been used to for a while. We had delays in South Alabama. Um, years ago, we had a lay in Alabama State, so uh, the guys they 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 kept their composure and kind of settled in, and um, uh, we had everything that we needed in the locker room up until the game time. Uh, guys rested up and and did their own thing. You know, everybody had their ritual that they do before the game, so uh, we continued to let those guys enjoy themselves in the locker room and um, came out and uh, played a tough physical ball game, uh, which I call it. Um, guys really came out and executed um, the first half very well. And I'm very pleased the way they came out offensively um, and did the things they did and defensively played fast. And, um, you know, uh, kind of shut down one of the premier receivers in Gibson uh, throughout the whole game. And um, But I'm just pretty much pleased with what we've seen. Uh, it's a ball game that I thought we, we should have easily won. Uh, we missed a few throws on um, – at the quarterback position, touching receivers that we could have connected on and kind of could have kind of put it away um, in those terms. But there's things we're still working on. Uh, got to get better this week. Uh, got a good good two lane Greenway football team we're going to play against in New Orleans, and uh, some challenges we kind of going to be facing against them as well, Charles. So uh, we just got to just put together a good game plan as a coaching staff and and uh, figure figure out some things that we're going to have to do against uh, Tulane. This is the Fred McNair program here on the Braves Sports Network and Facebook Live. Glad you can join us. Charles Zippin with Braves head football coach Fred McNair. So, Coach, that was obviously with a three-hour and 21-minute delay as time went on and people were asking, are we going to play this thing? Is this game going to get played? I mean, just the delays and, you know, you can play through rain, but with lightning it's an automatic 30-minute deal. At first it was 6-10, and then you just kind of saw how it was, you know, spiraling there. Was there discussion about uh, the game not getting played as we kind of went later into it? No, the biggest thing is is certain terms of shutoff time, I think that you have to start a game uh, before you can start one. I think that uh, um, 
Mr. Dito came up with a um, a plan that we was going to get back together at a certain time if it was going to keep on lightning. And, you know, every time you see lightning flash within the 10-mile radius, uh, then you have to wait another 30 minutes. Uh, so it just kept going back and forth with that every time we get close uh, to getting kicked off. You know, nothing lightning flash within the 10-mile radius. Um, then we have to just go back in for another, another 30 minutes. So uh, he got everybody together and, and kind of came up with a plan that we – that we all um, really agreed up on in terms of what time the game going to start if it if the lightning stops now. Um, so 9 o'clock was the time that we going to start the game, and we did it. Um, we had a plan. If, if it, the lightning kept going, kick it back together about 10.30 and uh, see what we can come up with. But I don't think we were going to start the game no later than 10.30, uh, Charles. And uh, I think Mr. Dito came in and, and did an outstanding job of uh, – letting everybody know, the officials and the opposition coaches know what we had planned. So it was something that we agreed upon, and and um, so we was able to play it. All right, so let's get into it, Coach. Uh, this was an interesting game, to say the least. A lot of long drives and a lot of high-scoring uh, opportunities. So let's let's get it started here as Stephen F. won the toss, deferred to the second half. So we got the football first, Coach, and – Man, I tell you what, one of the one one of the things that stood out to me is how quickly we addressed the football. Get the ball snapped, get the playoff. I mean, we were crisp with that. I mean, just as quickly as they spotted it, they snapped it. That's about as quick as I've seen this offense just really get into high gear. And you had some big plays. You know, obviously a Howard, newcomer of the week in the SWAC. We'll talk about that. Some big runs. But then Juan Anthony, 18-yard uh, reception to put this team on the board. And what a terrific start. Quick, 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 fast, 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 and Juan Anthony got us going. And that's the way, you know. We we, we worked all summer and worked all um, worked all camp in uh, up tempo, getting it snapping fast so they can put it down, Charles. And and uh, credit the offensive staff for doing such a great job of of uh, doing the things that we asked them to do in terms of implementing the the up tempo. Um, we call it the FAF. Um, can't really tell you what that means. But, <laughs> um, that's what we call the offense right now. So they they did a great job. I think the offense did a great job and and moving the ball. You know, just executing the plays that were called as fast as they could. You know, so um, that's one of the things we really worked on during the course of the summer. And also too, you know, it kind of helps the defense to face those up tempo teams too. And I think Coach Thomas did a great job in implementing his defense and and doing a great job of getting those guys sitting ready to play and playing faster too. Um, as well. So, you know, one of the things that we did, and I think one after the end up with the 18-yard touchdown catch, which had a great job, and we got a penalty behind that, and a uh, consequence behind penalty charge. So, uh, we talked about it, me and Juan did, but uh, just to understand that, you know, I'd like to be there before. You know, that's one of the things that, that uh, we try to teach the young men is to, to show good sportsmanship for one, and uh, the end zone is yours. You know, that's what you're supposed to do. You know, so... Um, but, you know, things like that, you know, I think, the, I think the drive was a very good drive. I mean, opening drive of the game, and we takes it down the field and score in 11 plays, and, and uh, that's one of the good things we, 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 we get out of that. That's something positive that we can still work on. So we led 7 to nothing at that point, and then late in the first quarter, Coach, 
uh, Chris Campos with a 47-yard field goal. That tapped, uh, capped off a 46-yard drive in nine plays. I thought we held their coach a little bit. But then once it was 7 nothing, I was thinking next time we got the football, we go fast, fast, fast. And we had some three and outs there after we led 7 to nothing. Talk about that. Yeah, just execution point, Charge. And that's the thing that we, we really have to really focus on uh, this coming week is, is make sure that we execute in the plays that's called and, and, um, and making the plays. You know, we had a chance to make plays there. Uh, and we didn't, um, you know, a lot of time you, you, you seem to um, make plays when you should, uh, but when it really, really, really matters, three and out is not, not one of our focus points. So we got to get better at that. And uh, you look at it on third down, we was four for 14 on third downs, and that's not good. It's not a good percentage. And that's one thing, you know, staff meeting yesterday that I really talked to the staff about, both offensively and defense, you know, we got to – we got to get better offensively, converting on third downs, and and defense. We got to get better getting off the field on third down. So uh, that's something we're gonna work on all week in, in preparation for Tulane. Yep, seven to three at, at that point, and then Josh Thompson a seven yard pass as he get into the second quarter. A fifteen play drive, coach, fifty nine yards, taking up six twenty. You know, it was kind of ground and pound there, coach. Our defense was hanging tough, playing tough in that first half. A 15-play drive taking up 59 yards. It took 620 off the clock. Uh, Josh Thompson, a seven-yard pass from Self. Coach, talk about Self. I mean, obviously you saw him on film. You saw him against Jacksonville State. Uh, Just being able to make plays nifty, moving the pocket a little bit and making some tough throws and taking some big hits. Yeah, he's not a a flashy quarterback. You know, he managed the game well, Charles. And uh, you're talking about a 15-play drive, and and uh, you know that that wears down the defense uh, when you when you're taking 15 plays, uh, a drive to go 59 yards in six minutes. So they're on the field a long time. You know, same same thing I was just talking about a minute ago. We're talking about on third down, getting off the field on third downs, we had opportunities to get off the field. You know, so those drives really take an impact on you. Um, you the methodical drives like that, you know, it, it just it slows you down and. And uh, it wears you out. So, um, you know, it was a great drive by them to, to go down and uh, and get that score. But then we came right back. Malik Rogers, a 46-yard touchdown pass from from Aaron Allen. Talk about Malik Rogers, one of the, the good receivers that we have in, in that stable there. Yeah, he's a he's a great receiver. Kind of a kind of a small, small statue guy, but he, he's very effective. Got good speed. Got good hands. Um, Allen just saying to find him down the sideline right there on the play and. And um, just showing the speed, just getting in the end zone. So he's going to be a great player for us, Charles. And um, good, good, um, a good recruit that we brought in, uh, transfer kid, and um, you know, going to do some great things for us. Also in the return game too, as well. So that made it fourteen to ten, and then Keani added a twenty-two yard field goal, tapping off a fifty-six yard drive. Uh, he had a couple of field goals in the game, Coach. Talk about his. Talk about the kicking there, and I know that's that's been the top of a conversation, Coach. The last forty-eight hours, our kicking, especially in the in the punt game, we had some short punts. Keani nailed a couple of couple of field goals, and then of course for Stephen F, their punter pushed us back. We'll talk about field position because that was huge, especially the last eight drives of the game. If you get in the second quarter, but just talk about the kicking aspect of it, the two field goals, and then. You know, kind of tough yardage there in terms of punting the football. You know, the biggest thing is, you know, you know, with with wet wet, wet surface like it is, Charles, it's kind of tough for for punters, kickers, in anyway. You know, you just kind of get the get their foot on the ball solid and getting it off. He had a couple of shanks on the punt uh, punt situation there, but uh, he nailed all his field goals. You know, um, uh, he, he's very heady, and he did the same thing last year for us and kicking extra points and field goals. So, uh, Keanu, very very solid kicker for us, and a uh, very smart kid. 
um, know how to play the game and know what time is about, you know, getting the kicks off. And um, unfortunately, we didn't get any unblocked with the protection that we had up front. Um, very quick on the trigger when he when it's time for him to kick field goals next to point. So very excited about Keani and the things that he's going to be able to do for this program. That made it 17-10. to And then late points in the first half, Coach, Jarvion Howard's 73-yard run, and we were up 24-10. to That touchdown came with 28 seconds left in the first half. You clearly see with him, you know, in the spring, we were told that you couldn't bring him down in, in spring. I mean, that's, he was just that hard to bring down. And I kind of saw that in the spring and kind of saw that Saturday night, the first four or five carries. I mean, it, it, it took the whole team literally to bring him down. Yeah, he's a solid runner. Uh, you know, um, I recruited uh, Howard out of high school uh, down in East Marion when I recruited him out of high school. Um, you know, years ago, and he decided to go to Syracuse and, and spend some time up in Syracuse. So, a uh, familiar face uh, to me uh, in terms of um, of Howard coming back to Mississippi and um, being with his family around home. Um, Going to be a very solid running back. Uh, Nico Duffy, he's a solid running back, too. Those guys, they work good together um, during the course of camp. Uh, they complement each other on the things they do on the field. Um, you know, just kind of just keep pressing those guys and keep them working. Uh, it's going to be more better things with those guys. And, um, you know, I, Howard is a he's a he's a tough runner. and also have the speed to break away. Um, Nico, he's a little more shifty um, in between the tackles. And um, just wish he had that breakaway speed to, to, to take that, that last run he had to the house. Um, you know, those things are help. But those two guys are solid in the backfield for us. I think we'll we just got to keep those guys up right. Like I said, you know, things got to work in our favor, you know. Keep those guys healthy and, and keep them running. Um, it's going to be big for us this year. 24 to 10 at the break, Coach. What was the speech to your team in the locker room at halftime? The kids know that. I mean, they kids, they, they, they even said it before I even started talking to them, you know. Uh, we just got to go out, go out and play a better half, uh, the second half. Got to play a better half than we did the first half. And right now, the score zero zero. 0 They didn't look at the score. Um, we came out and um, – we kick the ball off to them, and the thing that you don't um, hope happen is they get the ball and drive down the score, um, and 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 that things that that's the kind of stuff that you know affects you during the course of a game, especially when the open kickoff coming in the second half. Uh, try not to let them score uh, on that first drive and and, and, and things like that. So um, we did a great job. Uh, I thought that we did coming out in the second half competing, but like I said, we missed a lot of opportunities there. They we gave up some big plays. And uh, offensively, we missed a, we missed a lot of opportunities uh, to score touchdowns when we had a chance. It was interesting late in the first half. You know, they they won the toss defer to the second half, and they had a possession late in the first half. What you hear all the time, that's like a two for one. You get the ball perhaps late in the first half, get a score. You come back out of the locker room, you get it to begin the second half. It's kind of like a two for one right there. So we're able to get off the field late and get them off the field without getting points, giving them points late in the first half, and then the second half as well. I thought that was that was a huge momentum shift. I thought anytime you can do that, and that's the thing I look at. You know, going into the half, anytime a team defer uh, the football to the second half, as a, as a head coach, you're trying to manage the game to where um, you're thinking now. If they get the ball with two or three minutes to go in the first half, you don't want them to score because now they get the ball back in the second half. And uh, just like I said, have a two-for-one. I thought we did a great job of getting off the field before uh, they scored before halftime. We were able to put points up uh, before halftime. So that was big for us. 
All right, let's go to the phone line, 601-877. Come back. Glad you can join us here for the Fred McNair program, 601-877-6595. You can text a question, 601-301-2611. And you can tweet a question. I'm on Twitter, Tall Man Radio. Coach McNair, you told Cedric Tillman before heading into the locker room that we needed to put some points up coming out in that third quarter. And uh, we were able to kind of hold things in, in check. But that third quarter was, was really important as we were up 24 to 10. And we were able to do that until the 515 mark when uh, Lawton, a 33-yard pass from Trey Self, that capped off a 53-yard drive. And that made it 24 to 17. And then Stephen F. tied it up, Wembley, with a touchdown of 20 yards. I'll tell you what, Coach, you know, for – for all the talk of their number one back, Wembley got bulk of the carries in the second half, and he was a pesky back to bring down as he tied the game up at 24. Charge and, uh, and the things that he did at running the football, uh, great athlete, tough in the backfield to bring down. So um, kind of loved to sleep a little bit and uh, um, missed a few tackles in, in some cases of the game. Uh, but he's a good back, and, uh, you know, hats off to him and and, uh, and all his accomplishments as well. So, but – you know, we just got to do a better job of just getting those guys down. We contained the player that, that we thought was going to give us fits and uh, Gibson. So uh, <clears throat> they used they used him as more eye candy stuff to to get away from the back that they had running. And um, Wembley did a great job running the football. Talk about the back end of our defense, Coach, on, on Saturday. They got there, Some of the receivers uh, kind of sprung loose and, and got away from us a little bit. Yeah, and, you know, we talked about that during the course of the meeting, uh, staff meeting yesterday. Uh, guys, bad eyes and looking in the backfield and letting the receiver run run wide open. Had a couple blow coverage there, so um, you know in that case and it, it, it happened. So uh, we just kind of fix that and uh, make sure the guys are really honing in on and doing what they're supposed to do uh, at their position. We got the lead back with 7:34 left, halfway through the fourth quarter. Keanu's 23-yard field goal. That was a 93-yard drive, and that made it 27-24. But then Stephen F. scored. With 2:22 left in the fourth quarter, Mo Webman's 11-yard pass from Self that was a 52-yard drive, and coach that was set up by special teams. A 34-yard kickoff return kind of made it a short field for them, almost at midfield, and Webman was able to finish it off from 11 yards. Just, just talk about the the tough coverage there, and and not uh, covering the kickoff return, the 34-yard return to kind of set up that drive. You know, you always start off with ball placement and what we're trying to do in our in our kicking game and. Uh, uh, Keanu, he kind of missed it, missed the ball a little bit, left it too much on the hash, um, which you're not supposed to. But, you know, it happens in the course of a, of a football game. Like I said, you know, um, the ball not solid off his foot, it's going gonna, it's gonna to do something, you know. Not that it won't do it with a dry football, but not using no excuses, but we just left it there and had a couple missed tackles during the course of that uh, return too, um, if we looked at it right. Um, but, you know, it's just something that happened. We just can't give up the big ones and, um, we had an opportunity there with, with uh, 7 minutes and 34 seconds to go, and uh, that's when Nico broke the long run. Uh, we kind of put that in the end zone uh, on that drive. We just had, Like I said, missed opportunities. I think on that same drive, we missed a receiver in the end zone as well. Um, so, you know, threw the ball high a little bit. But those kind of things like that, Charles, we just got to be able to finish the drive and put points on the board. And I like the three points, but I love the other seven. Yeah, and that was you know we had opportunities there in the in the red zone late in that uh, there was a pass interference call coach that that was that really helped their cause as well uh, late in the game and now you were kind of wrong the officials about that uh, interesting call late call I thought 
it was very late, Charles, and that's the thing that I talked to him about. You know, I think the series before then we had a we had one of my receivers run down the sideline and just got snatched back, and didn't see no flags on that one. And so, being the back judge, you got your eyes on all that too as well. Uh, then we see a, a a ball to go down the sideline on our defensive back, uh, Kevante Key, and uh, I thought it was pretty good coverage. Uh, the line, the sideline judge didn't throw a flag, but probably about 30 seconds later, you see a flag come out uh, pretty late from the back judge. So I didn't agree with that call, and I didn't agree with it being that late, especially that late. Um, I, I was really disappointed in that, and I will send that into the head official, Mr. Eddie Kelly, as well. Um, just so we can see at look at it and see um, some of the things that we need to get corrected. Final score, 31-27. to 27. And, Coach, as tough as that game was, we had opportunities that the short field, they had two players ejected in the game, um, one for targeting and one for bumping in the offic- into the officials. I thought, you know, during that last one anyway, that last, uh, pers- that last personal foul in which uh, – bumped into the official. I thought we had them reeling because it looked like they were getting frustrated, looked like they were getting out of character. I think we were getting under their skin a little bit. And I thought, you know, with at that point, you know, you've lost not only your number one but your second player in the game. I thought really that was huge, and I thought maybe we could push it on through from that point on because you see how those things go. You lose a couple of your, your key guys, you're, you're backpedaling, you're on the road, tough place. Uh, as uh, as their coach talked about, I thought maybe we, we might be able to to, to, to seal it away, but uh, just it just kind of went went the other way. It did, and you know they 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 kind of like methodically slowed us down a little bit. They 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 started really just huddling up and just breaking the huddle real slow. So uh, just to slow the momentum down uh, in terms of their favor, I thought they did a great job of doing that, um, trying to keep their defense off the field as well but you know just like I said you know opportunities they presented themselves to us Charles and we just got to take uh, full of advantage of it when they do um, Mr. Fruit throws uh, we got to got to put an end zone uh, we just got to score more points than, than 27 um, and that's our intention you know we got to score points anytime we we get in the red zone we got to have touchdowns and uh, I think that all the coaching staff on that offensive side of the ball understands you know that what's what we got to do. We got to figure out how to way to get in the end zone when we when we're in the red zone, uh, and make the plays we should make. We make the play we should make. We'll be okay. If you had told me that we would have scored 27 points at home, I thought that would be good enough to win, considering the fact that we ran for 292 yards, and Stephen F. gave up 280 yards against Jacksonville State. I felt like we we're going to be able to run the ball, and I felt like if we had that number. Saturday we'll win the game because I think we were just going to grind them out and wear them out and just uh, uh, unfortunately it, it it didn't it didn't work out. Let's let's talk about you know some of the individual numbers. Aaron Allen, um, twelve of twenty six for one hundred and fifty nine yards, a couple of touchdowns. He had the the interception. That ball obviously looked like it was deflected. I thought I thought coach on that pick. I thought maybe you might look at it because it it was kind of questionable the way it was scooped there. I, I thought maybe you might take a look at it. It was clearly a pick, uh, Charles. Just looking at it from a from a naked eye, just from the uh, live view, um, just seeing it that way. It was a pick, and uh, I thought that um, CJ just got he just got to make that catch. Um, he's a sure-handed receiver. Um, then we have to go back and um, also to um, look at how many plays he played too at that standpoint. Um, got a lot of guys. I talked to the coaches about it on Sunday. Uh, we just got to make sure that we manage the game is, in terms of how many reps our guys getting this early in the game. 
uh, too. Uh, a lot of time you get tired and you get lazy hands. And, and I think that, you know, um, the ball came off him and just deflected into a, a DB hand. But um, we got to make sure that we're doing uh, the player justice too in terms of you – know, they're not going to tell you they're tired uh, because they want to be in the game, you know. But, you know, fatigue sets in sometimes and uh, um, and it happens. So very pleased with what we did offensively as a running game. Uh, like I said, you know, Aaron, he missed a few passes. Could have been could have been better numbers. Um, we had a couple drops uh, that could have been called. So uh, we just had to look at old things, and, and um, especially in the running game, we probably um, made our hip pad away um, from another long run by Howard. And we were just looking at the film, and um, the guard came back, and he got bumped, and the the defensive player fell in and made a tackle. I'm seeing I'm seeing the end zone as I look at it, uh, but just a butt pad or a hip pad away from scoring another touchdown there, a long run. So we got some things that that, that we're working on. I think offensively we're gonna continue to rush the ball as we normally do. Uh, I think Coach Ratton does a real good job offense with the offensive line, play calling, and, and things of that nature. So uh, we're solid, and I'm just happy the way um, we came out and played a physical ball game against a number number ten. Number 10 team, the FCS. So um, those numbers uh, means a lot when you talk about the number 10 team in FCS. So Aaron Allen, tw- so Aaron Allen, 12 of 26 for 159 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Jarvion Howard, Swag Newcomer of the Week. Swag comes out with their weekly awards on Mondays, and Howard, the Newcomer of the Week, 21 carries, 199 yards, including the 73-yarder, averaging nine and a half yards a carry. Coach. Man, you you talk about a heck of a start for for a young man in the backfield. That's about as good as it gets. I mean, this, this guy came in and like he just took the backfield over. As far as what he do is communicating with the other players and just giving them knowledge of the things that he he learned um, at Syracuse and um, just being able to bring some stuff back uh, to these young men and and just teach them uh, more of the ropes and and, and being a great back and. You know, and like I said, Nico is complimenting him and and everything that he do. So uh, those that the backfield is fine. They they can they working good together, Charles. And uh, I can't be more pleased than where we at with with that backfield that we have. Driving a truck or bus is a very demanding job. It can keep you on the road for long periods and at night, which can affect your sleep quality. Sleep loss or fatigue can cause symptoms similar to impaired driving. Get enough sleep before you drive. Be aware of signs of fatigue, such as frequent yawning, heavy eyes, or blurred vision. Don't keep on trucking when you're tired. Take a break. Don't drive drowsy. For information, visit flhsmv.gov. Brought to you by the Florida Highway Patrol, Office of Commercial Vehicle Enforcement. You had to know that when Wingstop set out to make a crispy, juicy chicken sandwich, they wouldn't make it in just one flavor. They'd make it in all 12, like lemon pepper, mango habanero, hickory smoked barbecue, and OG hot. So why have one new favorite chicken sandwich when you can have 12? And make it a combo with hand-cut seasoned fries and a drink for just $7.99. Time to find a new favorite lunch at Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Valid for a limited time and available at participating Wingstop locations only. While supplies last, price subject to applicable taxes and fees. The offensive line. Let's let let's go with that. The offensive line. Uh, we had two sacks, and our offensive line held up. You talked about the running game, two hundred and ninety yards rushing. Our offensive line held up. Talk about that. They did a great job. We didn't have any sack. They didn't give up a sack, Charles. Uh, I don't really think the quarterback really got hit, uh, not one time in the pocket. 
uh, charge. So they're doing a great job up front protecting him. Um, you know, we play as about as many offensive line that we could uh, to keep the rhythm going. I think Coach Elliott done a great job of rotating guys in and out uh, in terms of what we need to do up front and for us protecting and um, and creating running lanes for the running back. So they're playing they're playing pretty good right now in the first game, and um, we got a tough one coming up. See how they play against uh, FBS team coming up next week. Defensively, and I think that's it was huge for us defensively, Cedric. Thomas's first game, um, we had a couple of sacks. Talk about the defensive effort there and, and just making some plays and trying to get to self and trying to slow things down just when you thought that you, you might have had them pinned up a little bit. Uh, that, you know, they found a way to make some plays. Talk about the overall defensive effort. I think I, I think the defensive effort was solid, Charles, and I, and I mean do mean solid because normally time when, you, when, you, when you're bringing another coordinator in, uh, you're gonna have issues, uh, but I think everybody grasped what Coach, Coach Thomas was trying to um, implement as a defense of of scheme. So the guys really caught on to it, and they 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 believe in them. Um, the whole defensive staff is is really working hard to get these guys to understand the concept of what they're trying to do on on that side of the ball. So they play very fast and play very hard. Uh, very physical ball game, you know. Um, uh, Devin Dawson up front. I thought they played a pretty solid game. Um, Claudine Cherry Loose played an excellent ball game until he got got injured or banged up a little bit. But uh, those guys played solid. Um, KJ back in the secondary always going to be a solid player for us. But um, you know, right now we just got to work on these guys' eyes and the things they're doing. Um, that could be a whole lot better. But overall defense, I, I give them uh, their credit. They played very hard and very physical up front. Um, and solid in the secondary, except for a couple of blown coverages and, and with bad eyes and not where they're supposed to be. Leading the way, Trevor James with 10 tackles, including a sack and a half. Talk about him. Trevor James, he played some last year for us, two charges, and uh, he's going to be an excellent ball player. He got a good motor. Uh, every day in practice, you can't hear nobody but uh, Trevor James. Um, got a good motor, very instinctive player. Um, come up with a sack and a half, so is one of the linebackers that, that's going to be very solid for us this year. Then you have Terrence Ellis with nine tackles, second on the team on Saturday with nine tackles, including a half a sack. Talk about him. He's a, he's a very headed player too, Charles, and did a great job coming in uh, from Universal Rice. Um, you know, very solid player for us, and I think that, you know, just coming in, the things that he learned uh, since he's been here from the spring up, till, up until now, um, it's been, he's been a very solid player. Very quiet player too, you know. He don't say much, but every now and then he'll come in my office. I have the office door open. He'll just walk in and I welcome in, and just just sit down and just talk for a while. So, very heady player. Kind of a quiet game from Kinsler. Yeah, KJ KJ he's a quiet player, but you but he sneaks up on you someplace, Charles, and and that's the way he is. He he gonna be one of them players when you when when the crowd say, "Ooh, you gonna know who it is." Uh, but KJ he he's gonna be solid for us this year. Um, very smart guy in the backfield back there, um, kind of the quarterback back in the in the secondary. So um, he's going to be good for us, Coach. I look at the game overall, and I just when I was looking at the drive chart, that's always an important stat for me. I looked at the drive chart just going from the second quarter on. Uh, we had eight or nine drives going to the second quarter. The last minute, uh, the minute six. We had a punt, and then we are at our 18-yard line uh, where we started. 
Then our 26, if you go into the third quarter, 25. The three of the last four drives, we started at our five-yard line or inside the five, twice inside the one. Tough field position the last eight drives of this football game. It's always tough when you, when you get that kind of field position charge, and they, they did a great job. And I think one time we should have – we called for the first catch, and uh, C.J. know he's supposed to catch that ball. So um, we did have a conversation about that. Uh, we don't want to get pinned back that deep, but – that's something we work on during the course of the week, Char. We I put the ball on the inch yard coming out, and they kind of moved the ball. So um, it's not an unfamiliar territory uh, for us, but you don't want to start that way during the course of a football game. So, uh, but the guys are are they're, they're capable of coming out of those holes, and you know you like the long drive, but you don't want them that long. Um, really have a, a a short game. If you start on twenty five, you're doing good. Um, we gotta we gotta do a better job. Um, well, I got to do a better job, Charles, and I manage the, the kickoff and, and, and where the punt goes and who catching the punts and all that kind of stuff. But um, I got to do a better job at that myself. We're talking with Braves head football coach Fred McNair. Give us a call, 601-877-6595. Uh, you can text a question, 601-301-2611. You can tweet a question. I'm on Twitter, Tall Man Radio. Coach, a, a tweet that's come in that's talking about the punter. We're talking about Keanu. Um, a tweet that's come in. The status of our punter from Southern Utah. Any, any, any updates there? No, nah, we, we're still work in progress there, Charles. And um, you know, right now, Keanu he gonna he gonna weather the storm for us, and we'll we'll hopefully get an update. School's out today, so uh, we'll update tomorrow sometime in the status of of him um, in terms of what he's gonna be able to do for us. Uh, but right now, Keanu he he good. I call him in the office today and just just to ensure him that he was fine. You know, nothing to worry about. So. Um, you know, a lot of time players seem to catch a little flag from from things they do that's not very well on the field. But um, just think of the good things that he did for us during the course of the game was kicking field goals and and kicking extra point for us. So it really matters. So um, maybe he'll improve. He understands that. So uh, that's where we at with the with the uh, with the punter situation. We got a bunch of texts, coach. That's come in on the text line six zero one three zero one two six one one. Coach, uh, was there a thought uh, from Willie Reynolds out of Byron? We appreciate his text. Was there a thought to slow the ball down on offense when we started to go three and out? And will the tight ends get more involved in the passing game going forward? No, nah, we're we, we, we going to be tempo the rest of the year, Charles. And um, if we're going to slow it down, it's going to be probably about the end of the game uh, when we when we up and we win in a bunch and we'll slow it down then. But right now, I think if we, if we start tempo and then slowing it down, it kind of mess with you a little bit, so you want to keep that rhythm going, um, and within the things that you do offensively, um, because that's one thing that you don't want to do is is start going back and forth with tempo and slowing it down. So uh, right now we we're gonna be up tempo just about every time we get offensive possession. So we're gonna be NASCAR all the way for four quarters. We're gonna be in day, Daytona mode. <laughs> okay. Uh, another text, Coach uh, T. Adams. Will T. Adams get some opportunities here going forward? Yeah, we're trying to work T. Adams in. If T. Adams can stay out of T. Adams' way, uh, T. Adams get a lot of playing time. Did something about this kid, Charles from Meridian. Um, very smart, very smart player. Uh, probably about the best athlete on the football field. Well, yeah, uh, he, he can he can probably play any position on the football field. But he got to understand that what T. Adams does sometimes is he got to do it the right way. And uh, but he's a he's a very very heady heady football player. Could be very good. Uh, but, uh, you know, the things that 
sometimes create. Um, so it may be good this play and get on the field the next play may not do the right thing. So um, those kind of things. But he's getting better, Charles, and uh, hopefully, you know, um, T will get to where he understands everything and, and do it the right way um, in those terms. Uh, another text from the text line. G text, uh, Coach, we did a lot of subbing with our wide receivers. Are we going to continue to play a lot of wide outs or will the rotation eventually be shortened? Well, right now, you know, early, early you're charged in, 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 in the heat of things today. You have to play a lot of wide outs because, like I just said a while ago, I think C.J. Bowler played too many snaps. Um, you know, 50 snaps is too many right now early. Um, you get tired and fatigued. If he played that many snaps, we just got to look at that as a coaching staff to make sure that we're giving him um, some quality reps instead of quantity, you know. Um, Sometimes the quality outweighs the quantity, you know, a lot of times. But uh, just looking at that that kind of stuff there, we just have to go back and, and uh, really evaluate that other staff and, and see what we can do to kind of get those guys moving around. But right now, early, we need to play a lot of receivers uh, in terms of that. But, you know, as it, as it goes on and progresses, with up-tempo, you have to play uh, a lot of receivers, and they, they should be able to know what to do in terms of that. Well, talk about Tim McNair Jr. and Akeem getting getting some touches. I mean, early on, Tim was really, really involved in Akeem as well. Three catches between those two. Uh, that They really got it going early, looking to get more touches from them. Well, you know, the thing is, I, I can't tell the quarterback where to throw the ball, Charles. The quarterback got, got reads and progression to, to get throw the ball to where it needs to be, hopefully to the open guy. And if those guys are open, that's where he's going to throw it. That's any of them on the football field. Uh, he's going to throw it where it needs to be thrown. You know, during the course of practice through the week, uh, that's something we look at, look at what the defense is giving us and then and the read uh, and the progression to take the quarterback where the open guy should be at all times. So, uh, but other than that, just missed a couple throws. That's the only thing that Allen had on default. Um, <clears throat> just missing a few throws here and there. Uh, but that will get better as, as the season goes along. Um, he'll get better. Uh, the receivers get better in in, um, in those terms. So that's why we play the games early, Charles, just kind of get a feel of where we're doing, where we're at and what we need to do in terms of offense and defense and special teams. So um, once we get into our league and start playing the swag schedule, um, hopefully we'll be a whole lot better ball team uh, than what we are now uh, in terms of that. But we're trying to win every game we play. We're not just playing them just to be playing them. Uh, we, we, we're competitors. And we compete each and every Saturday to win. So uh, that's the that's the way we took this schedule uh, to be. I mean, we had opportunities there. That was a game that we could easily won. Um, now we got Tulane next, and we're gonna go to win uh, against Tulane. So uh, got some things that we're looking at, you know. So hopefully it pays off. And like I said, that 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 ball kind of bounced the right way. Sometimes uh, you have to have opportunities. And another thing is you gotta you gotta keep your players healthy as well so if we do the right things and keep the players healthy and, and that ball seems to bounce our way sometimes we'll, we'll be alright. Speaking of health Cherlus uh, went down um, he was what number four and number three with uh, nine tackles um, he had eight solo and one assist someone was asking me about him the uh, last couple of days uh, What what is his status? He's going to be fine I, he, he was walking around this morning Charles and you know getting treatment and everything so he's going to be fine uh I think for this week, and uh, just looking at some more guys, that, that that's going to be okay as well. You know, you get banged up. This is a physical, it's a physical game, Charles, and uh, these guys know it. And uh, they come out and play it hard each and every week. 
Speaking of defense, another text. What part of our defense you think, Coach, is the strongest position group? Well, you know, you, you want to look at it all as a whole, Charles, and, and which it when I talked about it yesterday after practicing in terms of everybody doing their job, you know, uh, you know, if one person is out of sync, it's easy to fix. But if 10, person, 10 people are doing different things, it's kind of rough. Um, but, you know, we want to look at it as a whole of the strength of our defense. We're playing fast, for one. Uh, I think that's what we're doing. We're playing really fast. Everybody's going to the ball, uh, chasing the ball and, and making plays. Um, but you can't say any part of it is the strength. I think the, the biggest thing that we addressed during all season is get more depth. Uh, in those positions that we needed. And I think we did a great job with that as far as the defensive front uh, in terms of um, our interior guys. Um, you know, try to get more depth at the corner spot. Uh, try to get more depth at all the positions that we need to get depth at. And I think as a staff, we did a great job of, of uh, addressing those positions that we need to get more depth at. That's our strength. Depth is our strength. Blake uh, just sends in a text. We appreciate Blake's text, and uh, he must have uh, tuned in late about that inter- that ball that was tipped. And, and you, from your vantage point, it, it looked like it was an, an interception on the scoop. On the scoop. Yeah, there. a lot of times they get confirmation before you know, before that. You know, the instant replay guy he always looks at it before because if I have to call a timeout, I'm gonna burn timeout. Man, burn timeout for anything. So uh, they always tend to look at it as soon as it happened. They look at it. And they just they just tell you, yeah, coaches, it was a pick. Uh, they looked at it, and um, but if I won't look at it again, it's gonna cost me a timeout. So, um, but I was looking at the plate when it when it come off CJ hand and and uh, got picked off. Um, Kermit text in creating expectations. Are we in a rebuilding mode? Well, you know, you, you look at rebuilding mode when you when you when you start from the foundation up, uh, Kermit. I think the process that we're in, we're in to win ball games, and uh, that's what we're gonna try to do each and every week. Um, I don't want to say rebuilding mode uh, because that, that that's that's making excuses uh, when you start talking about rebuilding. Uh, we're in a we're in a good we're in good standards right now to where we can we can go out and compete each and every week, Charles. So um, we're going. Commission free trading is the norm, but true value is more than a price tag. It's a team of traders to answer any question, a personalized education, and Thinkorswim's charting capabilities. Value is becoming smarter with every trade. TD Ameritrade, where smart investors get smarter. We're going to go out each and every week to win ball games. We appreciate Kermit's text on the uh, Twitter feed. You can tweet a question, Tall Man Radio. Alexis Smith tweets in, did Aaron Allen do enough to officially declare himself the starting quarterback going forward? You know, the biggest thing is when you talk about starting quarterback, Charles, you know, they they seem to have ups and downs uh, just like anything else. It's like um, it's like it's like a it's like a relationship too, Charles. You you're gonna have the ups and downs, and hopefully you know he'll he'll he'll, he'll grow from this game to the next. You know, uh, you got um, you got Martavius Quinn. You know he's he's in the, he's in the wings of things. You got Trey Lawrence in the wings of things. So those guys could easily step in. You got Cole Williams uh, back there too as well, Charles. So that room is very competitive from here on out. So am I here to say that? This week he'll be very he'll be the same as he been throughout the camp. I don't know. Uh, hopefully he will grow from this game and get himself better this week than he was last week. So um, all of them, you know, I want that room to stay competitive. That way, you know, now you now you're in a, in a transition where, you know, if something happened to the one number two is ready to play, uh, no matter who it is. So 
I hope that room just stay competitive as they, they as they as they are now. And um with Coach Phillips doing a great job with those guys and um and just continue to grow um with what we have to do. Speaking of speaking of the depth and the quarterback position, the last time we talked on Thursday, you weren't ready to release the two deep depth charts at that time. And of course, trying to figure out who the starting quarterback was gonna be. As it turns out it was Aaron Allen played every snap. So right now, are we at a point in which your, your two deep has pretty much been been established because you kind of kept that one cl- close to the vest. No, I, I mean two deep could change anytime, Charles. You know, it's it's just how the players play week in and week out. You know, uh, who does it say? You know, the number two guy may be the number one guy uh, next week. So uh, that's one of the things that we look at our staff. We we don't play uh, players just because of seniority. We play the best player that's going do their job on Saturday. Uh, through the week, you, you work hard through the week. That's who's going to play on Saturday. I mean, it could be it could be a freshman. It could be a walk-on. I mean, I'm not afraid to, to play a walk-on. Um, but that's just, the way we, that's just the way we are as coaches. Um, if I play players who have more seniority, would I be putting the best players out there? I don't know. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing that I look at, too, during the course of the week. And the coaching staff is the same way. You know, it's going to change uh, weekly. Um, you know, a player may get hurt. Now it's time for another player to step up. Now, will that player be starting next week after that guy get back off his entry? I mean, I, I'm a firm believer if that player playing uh, lights out, I mean, that player that got hurt may be on the back burner a little bit. You know, so that's the way I am. Even take the quarterback situation with with um, with John Gibbs, uh, Noah and Footman and, and all those things. I, they were playing excellent. So, those guys stayed in play. We appreciate that uh, question. A couple of more from the Twitter feed. Mr. T asked, what grade would you uh, give your team an overall performance on Saturday? I'm very hard on grades, Charles, and, uh, you know, and, and everybody know my expectation is very, very high uh, for this football team. And, and, and if I had to give a grade, it will be a C-plus in terms of overall uh, pitcher, you know, um, but I'm, I'm I, I never give out a really an A charge. Never, <laughs> never. I never give an A out charge. I mean, I'm just that critical when it comes down to to talent and the way you play. But um, these guys can be very good. We just got to work at it. We just got to work at it. And I told them that last night. You know, uh, we can be very good. We just got to work. It's going to take work. It's going to take a a team effort in terms of what we do. Uh, through the week and how we go out and play on Saturday. Well, I tell you what, I'm I'm in I'm in grad school right now. I'm glad uh, I'm glad you're not a teacher because uh, you would be a hard, a, a, a tough out. <laughs> <laughs> it would be it would be that bad, Charles, but I, I'm I'm very I'm very I'm very critical when it comes down to to guys and they play. I, I always tell them if you if you want to know how you if you if you think you play good, don't ask me. Hmm. You know, so um, you know your work speaks for itself, and you know these guys know it. Um, but you know, if you want to hear the truth, you can ask. Me. <laughs> That's to put it like that. You know, if you want to hear the truth, ask me. You know, I'm gonna tell you. So, one more tweet here. We appreciate a lot of a lot of active uh, a lot of active folks on the Twitter feed and on the text feed. Six zero one three zero one two six one one. You can tweet or text a question anytime, and we will. I'll definitely be looking at those during the week, and we'll we'll put them in the in the clip and save file for the upcoming shows. Uh, T.J. Warren tweets, one thing I noticed was the conditioning. It didn't appear we had a lot of problems with cramps during the game. Talk about the conditioning 
from Saturday. Long, long, long evening. Three and a half, three hour, 20 minute delay and all the heat and the rain and all of that. Um, TJ Warren believes that uh, conditioning wasn't an issue. No, it's not going to ever be an issue. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to make sure the guy's in shape. And I think uh, Coach Gant, our strength conditioning coach, and his two GAs did a great job of during the course of the, 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 the delay getting those guys in, those guys that he really stretched and individually got them into a room and, and stretched them out before we came back out. Uh, plus, when we came back out, we had a little more time to stretch too. So, um, didn't have probably just a little, one little issue with a cramp. Um, and that was about it, Charles. As far as cramp wise, we we weathered the storm on that, and hopefully we'll get these guys in more shape and get ready to go down to go down to Tulane uh, <clears throat> on Saturday. So we're gonna be in shape, Charles. All right, we're gonna take a timeout right here. When we come back, we will preview Tulane, kind of talk about some games around the conference, and talk about the Tulane Green Wave. They beat UMass in a big way, and their defense pitched a shutout in the second half. We'll get to that after this timeout here on the Brave Sports Radio Network. All right, welcome back. We are live here in the media room here at Jack Spinks Marino Cassum Stadium where just a couple of nights ago, Coach Fred McNair was sitting in that very seat talking about the Stephen F. Austin game. And our next home game in a few weeks, UAPB rolls in here, Doc Gamble's Ball Club. Uh, rolling in. We're going to talk about uh, Tulane coming up in a moment, but Coach, just games around the conference, kind of tough sledding, non-conference games, uh, Grambling, Arkansas State, Southern one big over Florida Memorial. They got LSU coming up uh, this week. You look at Jackson State, uh, one-sided win over Florida A&M, Alabama State and Miles, close game there, and Lane College and UAPB, close game there. And what about Prairie View? Uh, Preview getting off to a good start and beating Texas Southern. Uh, so, you know, some interesting games, some tough non-conference losses. Uh, football season is here. Coach, what are your thoughts on what you saw in, in week one uh, involving SWAC teams? I think I just had to see too much, Charles. We watched a little bit of the Grambling game while we was in the wait uh, for the lightning delay. Um, you know, <clears throat> who got them going down there pretty good. And just Arkansas State, I think, was just a little bit too much for them, uh, Charles. And, um in that case, uh, kind of a kind of a lopsided win uh, for Arkansas State. So, you know, the biggest thing is that around just around the league, you know, it's it's, it's competitive now, um, all throughout the league. You know, from from the top to the bottom, uh, every Saturday we had to come play your A game, Charles. And I think that's one thing that that once we get into our conference and playing, that we really have to be ready to play on Saturday. So, um, you know, the biggest thing is everybody have improved. Everybody's going out and getting better players, you know. So, um, from my standpoint, we just got to get better as well. Well, we got Tulane coming up, Coach. We make the trip down to the Big Easy where we take on the Tulane Green Wave. They beat UMass 42-10 to on Saturday. Michael Pratt, the 6'3", 220-pound junior quarterback, 12 of 20 for 164 yards. Uh, pretty good running attack, and their defense pitched a shutout in the second half against UMass. We'll be playing at Yeoman Stadium. Fairly new stadium. It's three or four years old, but uh, a new, fairly new facility down there at uh, at Tulane. What do you expect uh, from the Green Wave as we roll into New Orleans? A lot of good stuff. You know, Coach Fritz got those guys playing really really good right now, Charles. He's been there uh, going on six years now. He got a little bowl experience. Uh, he coached at uh, Georgia Southern, uh, some places he's coached, you know, so 
Um, he come out of Bleeding College. Um, you know, just real good, real good headed coach, and understand the game of football. You know, have got bowl experience and all. So um, we got we got to go down there with our mindset charged to to play a, a, even a more physical team than we did in just yet on Saturday uh, in Tulane. So. Um, got some good players, you know, what they do offensively, you know, and their personnel and a lot of eye candy stuff with motions and uh, formations. So uh, we really kind of be very, very clued in on the things that they got to do out of all the formations they got. Uh, Defensive-wise, they're going to they gonna play they gonna play tough. Got some good players on the defense side of the ball that's going to that's gonna, um, gonna really play hard. You know, Nick Anderson, he's from Vicksburg. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a middle linebacker there. Uh, I think he had three tackles um, this past week. We um, got a middle, another uh, wheel linebacker, and um, Mr. Williams were number two. He had a total of ten tackles. So um, we got to be ready to play offensively to to kind of to kind of be ready for these guys what they're gonna present us up front uh, offensively. So uh, they they look good up front. They pretty uh, almost as pretty as the team we just played. Even prettier than the team we just played if you look at their body style. Um, we just got to be ready to play football, Charles. It's going to be another physical ball game, uh, and we know that. So probably more physical than the one we just got through playing. So uh, the kids understand what we're up, up against, Charles. So they're going to come out and they're going to compete, and we're going to try to win this ball game. Well, one thing about Tulane's defense against UMass, they gave up 145 yards rushing in the first half, and considering how successful we were running the football, um, that could bowl well if we get that in the first half and continue that through the second half, trying to slow the game down a little bit. I tell you what, we have the mindset to go out and play this game the way we played, and and for our running game, I think we could be able to run the football on them. Um, you know, the guys up front just got to have an attitude. Uh, the way they played it this past Saturday, you know, just kind of just kind of just step it up another notch, Charles. And we do that, and I think we'll be fine in our running game. Give them time to throw the ball. Uh, to some of the guys we got at receiver, we got a lot of good receivers out there, Charles. Just not enough balls to go around. You know, so uh, we look at it that way. So, um, like I said, defense wise, I think Coach Thomas on that side on that on that side of the ball is is going to be very good. Um, just kind of like I said this past week, just got to correct the eyes and and put them where they need to be. You know, uh, we just got to do our job. And as we talked about last night, UMass passing last week, Coach four of eleven for seventeen yards, three interceptions, and they played two quarterbacks. So that's something else to a. Uh, to keep in mind, Coach. Obviously, New Orleans, a, a big, you know, fertile recruiting ground there for you. So, a chance to get down there and uh, and and see what this team can do. A lot. Of, I'm sure it'll be a pretty good crowd down there. It's nothing. It's never anything wrong with New Orleans. The food, the fun, Bourbon Street. But you're there to win a football games, so that's that's the important thing. And New Orleans has never been a favorite place of mine. So, really, I, I've never been a favorite place of mine. Uh, you know, but we we're on a we're on a we're on we on a mission <laughs> uh, to win a ball game. I'm being honest with you. I've never uh, been a really big fan of uh, New Orleans uh, like that. You know, um, not being able to go down to Bourbon Street or the French Quarters or whatever they call it. You know, I, Mardi Gras stuff like that. I don't I don't see New Orleans. <laughs> the only time I used to see New Orleans when I'm flying out going to <laughs> like the airport, going to the airport, <laughs> flying out going to a Long Beach to do a camp or something like that. But uh, that's the only time I really see New Orleans. Um, I'm just not a big fan of New Orleans. Uh. It, it's, it's just not your cup of tea? No, it's not at all. Well, I'm going to have a cup of chicory for you, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 some beignets and all that. That'll, that'll work good, That'll work good. <laughs> Plenty of seafood and gumbo. It's Cedric just... Tillman, by the way, I put him over the food detail. He is he's He loves New Orleans and the oysters and all that. I'm putting him in charge of the food. 
and lots of it too. That's right. <laughs> well, coach, if we can get if we can play well, and we've seen these these scores, if we can play well, hang tough, then we got McNeese, and then we come back home. The biggest improvement from week one to week two. That's that's what it's all about, right? And you're exactly right, Charles. And how much how much do you guys learn from playing in the first week? against a good Stephen F. Austin team and, and then carrying on and playing a little bit better than, uh, against a good FBS team. Uh, it's going to say a lot about this program and where we headed into the future, you know. So I think if we just play heads of football and be smart about what we do and um, and just do our job, I think everything else is going to take care of itself. And I like the way the mindset these young men are uh, in playing this game, uh, the way it's supposed to be played. Um, you know, we just got to make sure we execute on all phases of the game. We do that, we'll be fine. And that's all I look for, Charlie. I look for the way we come out of week one and how we play in week two um, going into this ball game. Well, Coach, we appreciate it. Let's go get them. Thanks, Charles. Appreciate you. That's Brazehead football coach Fred McNair. We appreciate the calls, the text. Plenty of, <clears throat> excuse me, plenty of those texts and tweets that have come in. You can tweet a question anytime. I'm on Twitter, Tall Man Radio. You can text a question, 601-301-2611. I'm on Facebook as well. Send a comment there as well, Charles Edmond. That'll do it. Pre-game at 530. We're going to talk with A.D. Renoy Didot coming up at uh, halftime. And um, we'll have a pretty good pre-game in store as well. So that'll do it for the Fred McNair program here on the Brave Sports Network and Facebook Live. I'm Charles Edmond. We'll talk to you this time next Monday night. So long. Commission-free trading is the norm, but true value is more than a price tag. It's a team of traders to answer any question, a personalized education, and Thinkorswim's charting capabilities. Value is becoming smarter with every trade. TD Ameritrade, where smart investors get smarter.